This is the Extra Mile. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Extra Mile. I'm Justin, and that's G5. Hey, George, how are you? Hey, man. What's up? <laughs> welcome back. Sup? Welcome back. Oh, hey, Caleb. Hey. Caleb's here, too. Morning. Hey, hey Caleb. <laughs> it might not be morning when people are listening. Don't oh. tell them that. Good morning, afternoon, and good night. <laughs> what was the phrase? All the above. And in fact, in case I don't see you, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Yeah. The Truman Show. Did y'all ever see that? No. Oh. <laughs> Sad day. Uh, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. I watched I like the it. first time I saw that show. I was on a trip to Paris when I was 16, and it was on television, and it was dubbed in French. And I remember the only word that I recognized was he was in this car. And I, I don't even know the scene because I haven't really seen it in English. But he flipped around in the car and he goes, regard, regard. And he was looking out the back of the window. And regard in French means look. And so I was like, I know that word. <laughs> that means look. <laughs> That's the trim intro for me. Oh, man. man. Well, Caleb, how was the hurricane? It was good. Well, wow. That wow. sounds really bad. Yeah, I just got but, you that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, we um, – while we're filming this, right before we filmed this, we went on vacation uh, Labor Day weekend and the week before, and we went to Florida. And I am so paranoid about hurricanes when we go on vacation to the beach really? that I watched it constantly the couple weeks beforehand. And a couple of them formed, and they were going out to the coast. And I was like, great. We landed the plane, and we had texts from my family like, have you seen the hurricane that's coming? <laughs> It formed down there, but yeah, it hit um, just to the east of us. But I got some really cool pictures, really, of the hurricane actually like moving in, and a time lapse of like the lightning and all the craziness coming in. So just, just the sky and the clouds. It looked epic. That, There's a wow. big old massive like turning sphere wow. in the sky. Yeah. But you missed it. Though. We missed it. Yeah. We got some wind. We got a little bit of rain, but it was fine. A whole lot of jellyfish washed up on shore. So okay, that was something. That's kind of neat, but. I've never even seen that. Yeah. So there you go. They were squishy. Yeah. <laughs> I poked you them. You touched them. Yeah. Wow. With your finger or with a stick? Finger. Okay. With yeah. your finger. Did your observations of the massiveness of the storm evoke any thoughts, spiritually or none? I don't know. In general, when we're at the beach, I guess the storm was part of it, but it's just when you get there, we live in Lubbock, Texas, if you're listening and you didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I know. And we have dirt. As far as the eye can see, there it's this massive expanse of water, and so it's like the complete opposite of what you're used to. But man, it's gorgeous! Like watching that, we would watch the sunrise in the morning and the sunset, and seeing those big old massive storm clouds. I don't know if it like evoked anything in particular, but it just really kind of it makes it hard to grasp a couple things for me: God's power, His Majesty, and like eternity because i heard the phrase one time when i was a little boy at camp uh, one of our teachers said the way that you can imagine eternity the best way on this earth is to pick up a handful of sand and think each one of those little grains is a year and look at the beach look at the ocean and that's not eternity it's more than that and so that thought always pops in my head the first time that i go to the beach i'm like huh look at all the sand because like you pick up a handful of sand and there's probably like thousands of tiny little grains tens of thousands just in your hand and that's not eternity so but the storm itself it was pretty majestic it looked really cool coming in and we just kind of sat in silence and watched it come in but 
That's amazing. Yeah. I while you're in the beach, I'm in the mountains, and it's yeah, like you're saying, it's absolutely beautiful just to get a different perspective than what we see here, flat nothingness. And you're like, whoa, the sky, and you're getting so close to the clouds, and you just look out, and when you see those mountains, you're just like, wow, that's very, like you're saying, majestic. And you want to talk about an awesome creator and, like, artist. It just blows my mind, like, everything that he made, especially in the ocean. There's the thought that there's some giant leviathan just waiting to, like, surface that we haven't seen yet, which is so exciting to me. But just being in that one tiny little part of the beach, I mean, we saw dolphins we saw a sea turtle jellyfish and that's just a teeny 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 tiny little scrape of like what's below there and um there's the vert i can't think of the verse right now but he talks about the ocean teeming with all the living things and multiple sea creatures and stuff like that and it's just a really cool thought that he made all of that individually and it, sometimes my mind can just start spinning around like there's so many different things that he did and so many tiny little things that he added to every single creature and part of the ocean and everything else. It's just, it's mind boggling um, how he could do that. No kidding. I think it's Psalm 104. Let me look. Yeah. Somebody read it recently. It is, yeah. I it was, it's 104 or 114. One of those two. I think they did it for the scripture reading either on Sunday or. Oh really? Yeah. That's so cool. They were talking about Jonah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, right. It was, um, I can't remember who now. Josh. Josh read it, and I think he did the the whole psalm. And the whole time I was thinking about the beach. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He did the entire psalm? I think so. Oh, the whole entire psalm is really good. Hey, Justin, you're good at reading the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> read, read Psalm 104. <laughs> psalm 104. Mm. Hang on, let me get more coffee. Oh, by the way, coffee. Uh, we drink coffee here on the Extra Mile. If you're just now tuning into us or have never listened, we welcome you to listen to the Extra Mile. We're a semi-religious podcast. We talk about the Bible. We talk about life. And uh, this cup of coffee is for you, so enjoy. Hopefully Cheers. you have one. Hope you're having a good day. The 104th Psalm, the whole thing? <laughs> nah, just whenever you think. Like I know 25 is the ocean part. Hmm. Um. Is it sad now that I can just kind of flick my thumb and be like, that's about six minutes of reading? <laughs> that's awesome. That is pretty That's sad. not sad. That's legit. It's almost like when you're in your own physical Bible and you, someone says a verse or something, you're like, okay, I know where that is on the page. On the page. Now you're like, I know how long it takes me to scroll. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Pretty so cool. Ezekiel 17, I did that. The, I tried to record it twice. My dog... I love my dog. He's near death's door. He's actually doing better. Who knows? I'm not a vet, but he is. He feels better because he had been peeing in the garage, which frustrates me, and I was not happy with that. But then he started peeing in the house. Oh. And uh, we've since gotten the carpets cleaned and all that and spent some money doing that. And now he's gotten better, and he's back to peeing in the garage. So I didn't realize that I'd be happy him doing that, but I'm happy that he's peeing in the garage now and That's not so in sad. my kids' rooms. <laughs> Anyway, perspective. Yeah, it's perspective. It's all about it's all about knowing where you where you've been and where you're going. Anyway, so I was doing Ezekiel 17, and it took me probably two days to record because my dog will just go in and do laps in my kitchen, and it, we have like that laminate floor, and so it's like click 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 click, and then he'll walk on the carpet, and then I'll try to get a couple senses in real quick, and click 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 click, and he'll ruin the recording. And so finally I got, I got fed up and frustrated with that. And so I just know I'm going to record and I'm just going to record. 
he ruins the recordings. So I have to go back and do whole sections of it again. Anyway, it took me like 14 minutes to record Ezekiel 17. And I also do a, <laughs> that's also on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcast as well. It's the Bible recordings that I do. And you can hear the click, 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 click in the background very subtly. I try to, I try to take it out in post, but it's still there. Oh, man. I so Emma will be on those recordings forever. <laughs> anyway, 104th Psalm. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul. Every time I read that, I think of Godspell. Oh, bless the Lord, my soul. Okay. Bless the Lord, O my soul. <laughs> o Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty, covering yourself with light as with a cloak, stretching out heaven like a tent curtain. He lays the beams of his upper chambers in the waters. He makes the clouds his chariot. He walks upon the wings of the wind. He makes the winds his messengers, flaming fire his ministers. He established the earth upon its foundations, so that, will, so that it will not totter forever and ever. You covered it with the deep as with a garment. The waters were standing above the mountains. At your rebuke they fled. At the sound of your thunder they hurried away. The mountains rose. The valleys sank down to the place which you established for them. You set a boundary that they may not pass over, so that they will not return to cover the earth. He sends forth springs in the valleys. They flow between the mountains. They give drink to every beast of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. Beside them the birds of the heavens dwell. They lift up their voices among the branches. He waters the mountains from his upper chambers. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of his works. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle and vegetation for the labor of man, so that, he might, so that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine which makes man's heart glad, so that he may make his face glisten with oil and food which sustains man's heart. The trees of the Lord drink their fill, the cedars of Lebanon which he planted, where the birds build their nests, and the stork whose home is the fir trees. The high mountains are for the wild goats. The cliffs are a refuge for the Shephanim. He made the moon for the seasons. The sun knows the place of its setting. You appoint darkness and it becomes night, in which all the beasts of the forest prowl about. The young lions roar after their prey and seek their food from God. When the sun rises, they withdraw and lie down in their dens. Man goes forth to his work and to his labor until evening. O Lord, how many are your works? In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your possessions. There is the sea, great and broad, in which are swarms without number, animals both small and great. There the ships move along, and Leviathan, which you have formed to sport in it. They are all wait for you. They all wait for you to give them their food in due season. You give to them, and they gather it up. You open your hand, they are satisfied with good. You hide your face, they are dismayed. You take away their spirit, they expire and return to their dust. You send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. Let the glory of the Lord endure forever. Let the Lord be glad in his works. He looks at the earth and it trembles. He touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. Let my meditation be pleasing to him, 
As for me, I shall be glad in the Lord. Let sinners be consumed from the earth, and let the wicked be no more. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. That's a baller psalm. Right? That is pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> Ballers. <laughs> Don't think I've ever heard it described that way, but yes. It's fire. There we go. Lit. <laughs> Using all the new terms this morning. but. So whenever I ask the question, because anytime I've ever faced, I think the first time I saw the ocean, like on, uh, in person, I think I was standing... Uh, I remember I was in Atlanta when I was in high school. We went for a, a robotics competition. I know I'm super nerd. And we went to Atlanta, and we saw the I saw the Atlantic for the first time. And it's, you know, like you were saying, it's just the horizon is water. Mm-hmm. But I've seen that before, you know, like a lake um, or a sea. But it would just be the ocean is quite vast. And then when I went to Ireland, right, as I was, uh, I think it was right before I got married, right after I got married, I was standing on this beautiful place. Uh, it's one of the most magical, it's magical because it's a unique place to be. There are three islands on the western coast of Ireland, and they're called the Aran Islands. And there's a, there's a small one, a medium one, and a really long one. And they actually serve as a break for the Atlantic rollers that come in. And so behind it is the Bay of Galway. And so the bay is really uh, like a shipping port because these islands stop those huge rollers coming in. Mm. Uh, And then immediately behind it are the the Cliffs of Moher. And if you ever saw The Princess Bride, the Cliffs of Insanity. Oh, that's that's those, Yeah, that's where they filmed it is the Cliffs of Moher. Wow. And so, anyway, those are all in that area. And um, there is this Neolithic fort, and it's like a Stone Age fort. It's a ring fort built on the, the longer island, which is, uh, it's, it's Inishir, Inishman, and Inishmore. And so Inishmore is the big one, and it has this Neolithic ring fort. And we had gone for a trip, and you basically work your way through the rings. It's like a... And they don't know why it's there. They, I mean, it, it was like a pagan ritual site or, you know, anytime I read in the Ezekiel or Jeremiah about the high places where they're burning incense mm-hmm. and sacrifice and stuff, it may have been that. They don't know. Um, it kind of doesn't make sense to have a fort on an island that's really hard to get to, you know. Like, it, it, anyway, it just seems like a magical place for they don't know why it's there, but it is there and they protect it. And when you get to the inner ring – it's actually a half moon almost because the ring walls stop at the sheer cliff mm. of Inishmore. And if you were nonchalantly walking near the edge, you could fall to your death. And because they haven't put up any rails or anything, mm. it's sort of like there is danger here. We're not going to touch it. You know, we're not going to put up a handrail because you're stupid. Um, and, and people have hurt themselves or fallen and killed themselves off this place. So it is dangerous, but um, when you stand in that place and you look out west, all you see is the ocean. Mm -hmm. And I was in that moment, uh, there's danger, so we don't go go near the edge because I'd rather, you know, not die. Uh, But then you look at the Atlantic rollers coming in and the clouds as far as the eye can see. And at the time, they were very poofy clouds. And it cast shadow and light as it was sort of moving along in this in this picture. 
And, you know, growing up in East Texas where you're basically in forest and there's lots of trees and you see the sky and uh, the sky is very beautiful out in West Texas because that's really all we have here. We're very uh, cognizant about our, our sky. We love our sunsets. And then there you are in this place where you have to physically travel to, like you were saying with the with the with the beach, and you were saying with the mountains, and you go to these places that are foreign to you, and you sort of drink them in. They've been photographed, and you can you can look at videos of them of you know, of people on the internet. But when you go there, and you're just sort of you drink it in. You're engulfed by it. And you get in almost this meditative state if you if you allow it to put you in that meditative state. And that's how I think Psalm 104 is, where you say it's important for you to meditate, for you to stop and think about the, the surroundings around you. Think about your life. Think about the good things that you have and think about the good things that God has created. He placed us in this place. And yeah, there's bad things too. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying that there's a season for that as well. That's what the wisdom of Ecclesiastes tells us. But whenever you have those moments where you're able to focus on the good and say, this is a beautiful thing. This is amazing. And people live here, right? And it was so funny because I was talking to these people who live on the Aran Islands. It's like, well, this is such a magical place you live. They're like, oh, yeah, why would you go up there? It's boring over there. <laughs> well, I was just about to bring up that exact same thing. Because when we were on the beach, at one point, me and Julie went for a walk, a sunset walk, like on the beach. And I mean, it was just epic watching the sunset and seeing the ocean. I mean, it was just beautiful. And we really didn't even talk that much because we were soaking it in, meditating. Mm-hmm. It's beauty, even if we didn't necessarily realize it. And we're walking along the beach, and there's just massive houses all along the beach. And we, I looked in one, and they had all glass windows, and inside somebody was in there watching football. Yeah. And I saw that, and I looked at her, and I was like, how? But if that's where you live, and that's what you're used to, <laughs> it's easy to fall into a routine and lose appreciation of the things that are around you. And it was good perspective too, just for Lubbock. I mean, yes, we have dirt everywhere. And sometimes I, I give people here a hard time because I'm not from here, but it's a it's a beautiful place. It's just a different kind of beauty. And it gives you perspective on taking moments to pause and appreciate both where you are and what God is and who he is mm-hmm. to be able to see that beauty around you. Um, it's just good to think about. Yeah. I think we make fun of West Texas and really we can, if we just stop for a moment. Mm. We can appreciate beauty everywhere. Like you're saying, but yeah, we take it for granted. It's like, wow, people live here and get to enjoy this. And then it's just old hat. It's like, uh, and, and you start to think about lives. the complexity of the prairie dog tunnels. Yeah, <laughs> it's my muse when I write sermons. I look outside my window and they're just scampering around. I love it so much. <laughs> and then owl, <laughs> and that's life, kids. <laughs> bye bye. He's writing. He's composing his own song. <laughs> oh man, that's fantastic. Oh, it's fantastic. Well, uh, you. 
I like Psalm uh, 104. Look at verse 31. It says, May the splendor of the Lord endure, and may the Lord find pleasure in the living things he has made. And I think that's what comes out when I see these things, man. Take a step back. I can now, I don't know, it's like, yeah, I can like connect with, like, we pray, we're connecting with God when we pray, but now it's like, oh, wow, it's like a little picture of like a deeper connection in a sense. And I think we see that throughout Scripture as many of the disciples and even Jesus go out and they they pray and they go out to places like those things. And, yeah, we just see the splendor of the Lord. And the Lord finds pleasure in those things that he's made. We don't often think about that because we're enjoying it. We're finding pleasure in these things. We're soaking up as much as we can. But the Lord finds just as much pleasure in our joy as we should find pleasure in his joy. So I don't know. There you go. I think I think where are we at time. That's a good amount of time. All right. Hey, you know what? <laughs> well, With that who, thought, who knew that we had a little devotion? <laughs> go so. If you want to know more about the Bible or you have any questions, our email is in the description below. You can DM us. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're looking for a church family or you're in the Lubbock area, we invite you to come visit and hang out with us in Milwaukee. We love for you to find a church who practices the love of Christ.